day. Welcome to another episode of Uptown After Dark. I am your host, Uptown Brown. Um, for those of you who are not following, we got uh, Instagram. You know, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Uptown After Dark. You can follow us on Facebook at Uptown After Dark. Um, for anybody looking to uh, watch any of the episodes of Uptown After Dark, you can go to UptownAfterDark.com. We got merchandise. You can leave comments. Uh, anybody looking to stream the audio of Uptown After Dark, you can stream the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. That's where we're at. So, um, you know, we're going to wait a minute or two, see if we can get some people to uh, join us just so we can be able to have some fun in the comments tonight. Um, tonight's topic... Episode 16, Uptown After Dark, we are going to be talking about sex in your 20s versus sex in your 40s. Um, there are definitely some major differences between having sex in your 20s and having sex in your 40s. Um, and don't be too caught up on the specific number. For people that are watching that may be in your 30s, it, we're basically talking about, you know, the, the difference in a lapse of time, right? So if you're 35, but you lost your virginity at 15, this still apply to you, right? Um, you know, if you're 37 and you lost your virginity at 17, this still applies to you. We're just talking about the 20-year age gap in which there should be a significant change in how you move sexually, um, and we just here to have a conversation about it. And because this is an open conversation, I definitely expect to have some people with questions and comments and joining in and making this interactive. So, um, if you're on right now or you're about to log on, please share it, share, share, share. Um, tonight, I know y'all can't see it. I'm, I'm wearing my life is too short full boring sex shirt which you can go on um uptown after dark and purchase please support the movement um you know uh everybody that is a part of the uh what i like to call the the, the after dark crew adc for all all of the after dark crew please you know what i'm saying support and when you buy your merchandise please tag us on instagram let us know you support and we appreciate the love um like i said there definitely should be a difference um, between having sex in your 20s and having sex in your 40s. Uh, there, that is a huge age gap in which people uh, grow and mature and you get a chance to explore and learn your body and learn about what you like and you don't like. So we're here to talk about it because, like I said, there should be. Um, I, I, I mean, the same way that human beings just grow and evolve naturally in regards to their personality and their goals and things like that. What up, Celeste? I see you. I see you back in the building. Um, you know, um, the same way people just grow and evolve in terms of their goals um, personally and professionally, people also grow in terms of their desires and their open-mindedness and their ability to 
be open-minded and allow themselves to be vulnerable and experiment with different things. So, you know, um, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. Um, so we about four minutes in, you know, we're going to get this ball rolling in for the people that come in late. You're always welcome to go back and watch uh, this episode along with any of the other episodes on YouTube. Or like I said, you click on uptownafterdark.com. And you can find everything there. Um, and always, you know, um, I'm not going to say always, but we've been trying to do things differently the last couple of episodes. So after we wrap up with this topic, we have a, another Axe Uptown segment where I'm going to uh, give some advice, give some attempt to give some advice to someone who has emailed with their relationship issue and try to help them out. Now, sex in your 20s versus sex in your 40s. So, for the ladies, um, I think one of the things that is different uh, as far as, like, sex in your 20s versus sex in your 40s is that women at 20 years old have not peaked sexually. Um, they probably are still not even getting used to their, their menstrual cycle, let alone getting used to learning their body and learning what makes them experience pleasure, right? They haven't learned whether they are able to come through vaginal penetration or clitoral stimulation yet. They, they probably haven't learned that yet. Um, so that I think that's definitely one of the things that um, is different, you know, they, they, their sexual peak, they haven't learned their body, they're, they're still getting to know themselves and try to figure out the nuances of what they like and don't like. Um, and, you know, it's okay because when you're younger, you don't know these things. That's what the journey of life is for because you can take your time to figure out these things. Um, you know, like I said, they may not know how to reach orgasm. Um, they may not know if they like toys they may not know if they like dildos they may not know if they like a rose um they may have not got a chance to dabble with those sort of things yet so you know they still figuring out you know when you're young you know you're figuring things out um i think one of the major differences between women that are in their 20s having sex versus women in their 40s that are having sex is that uh, women in their 20s, especially uh, for people who are having sex in their college years, right? You're more likely to experiment with the same sex. Um, they're more likely to participate in group activities just because you're young, you're in college, you're drinking, you're having fun, you party, you may just decide that, you know, you want to take this time to just while out and figure out, you know, multiple partners, same sex, group sex. You might just in your 20s decide that you're going to take that chapter of your life and really just live your best life and have fun because at the end of the day, if that's what you are doing if you are exploring um no one should judge you um uptown after dark we are uh similar to planet fitness we are a judgment-free zone 
right? Nobody's going to judge you, even if we don't choose to participate in the same activities, we are still a judgment-free zone. I think um, one of the things that, you know, we are trying to normalize here is that uh, there is a difference between sexual acts and sexual preference, right? So you might be in college and, you know, participate and a, and a woman might participate in a sexual act with another woman, that doesn't necessarily mean that that is her sexual preference. It just means that she chose to participate in the act. She wanted to explore a little bit. And that's just what it is. And there should be no judgment behind that. Um, male or female, I think, you know, um, as much as people want honesty, you got to be able to create an environment where if you want a person to be honest with you, that you're going to receive it in a way where the next time they have something that they got to tell you, they feel like they're, they're in a safe space and they don't have to question whether they can be honest with you this second or third time around because you didn't overreact, overreact when they presented the first situation to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely, I would say one of the major differences between uh, sex in your 20s and sex in your 40s. Ladies, when y'all at 20, y'all still got your knees. You know what I'm saying? Y'all still got the mega knees. Y'all still could bounce up and down on it. Y'all still could twerk on it. Y'all still could ride. You know, women in their 40s, sometimes they might give you a good three minutes of riding and then they're, this is a dub for them. You know what I'm saying? So when you're 20 and you got the mega knees, you know what I'm saying? You could just keep going and going, bouncing on like you the goddamn Energizer Bunny. At 40, listen, she might need a, a icy hot patch or something. Who knows? Um, I think that sometimes when you're in your 20s and having sex, um, if you have a child early, um, that can definitely uh, disrupt your mojo, right? If you're sitting there and you're, you're a brand new mom and you're focusing on taking care of the kids and paying the rent and paying the bills, whether there's a man at home with you or not to assist, I still think that when you have kids at a young age, um, their kid, it definitely disrupt your sex life it could disrupt your intimacy it could disrupt your date nights um which are things that are important to having a active and healthy sex life so um you know i think that's definitely a difference where a woman in her 40s if depending on where she had kids her kids may be older and that's not a real issue she doesn't have to worry about child care depending on how old her kids are because if her kids are older, right, childcare is not really an issue. She's just going to get up and go. But definitely when you have children in your 20s, that can disrupt your whole flow and your whole mojo and just kind of derail your sex life a little bit or at least slow up the, uh, the, the frequency. Unless, you know, you like them people that, you know, they have babies and they don't wait the uh, doctor doctor recommended six weeks and then next thing you know 
we got a set of Irish twins. I'm saying it happens, you know what I'm saying? Um, but listen, in those situations where it happens, at least you know that those people have active sex lights because they couldn't even wait six weeks before uh jumping back in the sack again. Right? So, I mean, you know, you gotta is the glass half empty or is it half full? It's all about perspective, people. Um, you know, uh I think also, when a woman is younger and she's in her 20s, um, she might be more inclined to participate in things that maybe she doesn't want to participate in just for the sole purpose of pleasing her man. Um, I think when you're young and in a relationship, you know, like sometimes women don't put themselves first. Listen, you got grown women that are in a 30s and 40s that still don't put themselves first. So I could understand that a woman that's in her 20s, if she comes from a family where she was kind of programmed to, you know, you cater to your man. If you got a good man, you cater to him, then she's doing what she thinks she's supposed to do, even at the expense of maybe compromising herself a little bit. It happens, you know. It is what it is. It's called growing pains. You know what I'm saying? You live and you learn. Um, now, we go talk about men in their 20s, right? So, a man in his 20s, definitely, I feel like sex is one of his uh, main priorities, right? Uh, Jay-Z got this song called The Power of the P-U-S-S-Y. Um, and I definitely feel like... Uh, when a man is in his 20s having sex, 80% of the things that he does in his life revolves around having sex. When he goes to the barbershop, he's making sure he could get a haircut so he could look nice for women, so they could think he cute, so he could have sex. When he goes to work and he gets his check and he buys himself a new pair of Jordans, you know what I'm saying? He's doing it so he could look good because he know women are programmed to look at a, a man's feet. And he wants to make sure he got some nice stuff on his feet. Shout out to Dillagaff, I see you in the building. He wants to make sure that he has some nice things on his feet. So that way the woman is going to notice him. So that way, hopefully, she will allow him to have some sex. If a dude is out here getting a car he wants to have a nice car so that way the woman can notice his nice car so hopefully she could get it get in the back seat and they can have sex when a man is in his 20s 80 percent of the things that he does revolves around having sex usually um but definitely i think it's something that uh men in their 20s prioritize maybe slightly more than women um i think sometimes for women it's just something to do to cater to the man that she likes. Um, you know, uh, so Celeste says, oh, the feet, that's a lot. I mean, listen, right? Celeste, where you at? They don't even say sneakers, they say tennis. So, of course, I, I don't know what y'all looking at. Because last time I checked, Michael Jordan don't play tennis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but they, they definitely, where you ask Celeste, you know, they call Jordan's tennis shoes. 
the feet can be like, I'm not talking about the size of the man's foot. I'm just talking about he wants to have some nice things on his feet so that way he could look like he got some money so that way y'all could look, oh, be like, oh, he's not a bum. I'm not talking about the size and the feet of his foot and compared to his penis size. That could always be misleading. I'm just talking about, you know, he wants to have some nice shoes on his feet so he don't look like a bum. Because if he looked like a bum, y'all not going to want to speak to him. That's what I'm talking about, ladies. I, I got y'all. I'm saying just bear with me. Um, definitely uh, a man in his 20s has a super high sex drive. Um, that's usually when a man peaks uh, in his 20s. But unfortunately, a man in his 20s, you know, he's just out here like a rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's not just out here just going like a rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Like the like Energizer Bunny. He's just... You know what I'm saying he he he's not thinking about uh perfecting uh his his stroke. He just out here hunching. You know what I'm saying he just out here for 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 the people that you know got southern roots. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He just out here hunching and trying to get it going so that way you know he's not thinking about satisfying you. He's thinking about get hunching and getting his nut off. That's it. He's not thinking about satisfying like you know um definitely a man in his twenties uh. Listen, casual sex is a thing. He is all for it. You know what I'm saying? The more casual, the more he wants it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like casual Fridays every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, like I said, the man in his 20s, you know, he's not really having sex for the purpose of satisfying his mate. He's doing it for his own gratification. And probably when a man hits around 30 is where he starts to uh, want to work on his stroke and care about uh, the needs of his lady and, and, and satisfying her. Um, but in his 20s, he didn't think about that. He's just trying to, you know what I'm saying, uh, look presentable so the woman will want to have sex with him and... He's going to go in there. He's going to get in there like a jackhammer. And, you know what I'm saying? Just jackhammer. And, you know, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? That's all. You know what I'm saying? Now, a woman in her 40s in sex, right? This is the fun part for me because I am a, a man that is in his 40s. I can tell you at my age. I'm 42. You know, I think I look pretty good for 42. Um, you know, um, some, um, meaning my, my 22 year old child might call me a old washed up man, but you know, I don't think so. You know, teach his own, uh, but a woman in her forties, her sex drive, uh, increases, uh, exponentially, right. Which is, um, unfortunate for men, right. Because I definitely feel and I've said this before that I feel like sometimes um, God has engineered men and women. Uh, he's he, he's engineered us to work against each other, right? Because, you know, a woman's sex drive will increase in her 40s. However, um, for a lot of men, their sex drive will 
decrease in their 40s. Um, uh, women in their 40s are fine. I never said that women in their 40s weren't fine as wine. We know, yeah, listen, there's nothing wrong with uh, veteran, vintage, seasoned vagina. Nothing wrong with veteran vagina. We thank you for your service. You know what I'm saying? We thank you for your service. I'm glad that, you know, you in your 20s or your 30s and shit. You made it even did it in your 40s. You know what I'm saying? I, listen, I, PSA, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, shout out to all the women who took the time to have a whole phase to perfect your sexual skills. If you believe that, you know, practice makes perfect, then I'm glad, you know, you went through your whole phase and you had all the practice you need to perfect your, when you, when you throw it back, to perfect, you know, your deep throw in, to perfect your two hand twist, like whatever it is that you, to, to work on your Kegel game, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate, you know, listen, we thank you for your service for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because I mean, there is, you know, I, I was sitting down as I was pondering about, you know, getting my notes together for this week's show. And, you know, I had a conversation with uh, the executioner and I asked, uh, what is the appropriate age for a woman to have a whole face, right? Then I had a conversation with, uh, you know, uh, Dillagath was in the comments, you know, What's the appropriate age for a woman to have a whole face, right? Um, and I think there honestly is no appropriate age. A woman can, should feel free to do it whenever she feels like it because a woman in her 40s might be going through her whole phase because she was married to a dude for 15 years and decided that, you know, since she spent a whole bunch of time with a, a boring, vanilla-ass dude that she wants to take her time and experiment with a couple of dicks. It's all cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because the, the re I think even though the term has been labeled whole phase, I will tell you that uh, there's really no such thing as a hoe, right? Um, male or female, there's no such thing as a hoe. If you get labeled as a hoe, male or female, it's simply because Someone was running their mouth too much. Um, if you get labeled as a hoe, it's because somebody was running their mouth too much. That means that you fucked too many dudes in the same vicinity and they were talking. Or a guy, he fucked too many women in the same vicinity and they were talking. But if you spreading your love however you want to spread your love and you doing it in places where people don't know each other, who the hell is going to know? You know what I'm saying? Um, I think when, when people get, get those labels attached to them, it's usually because somebody was running their mouth about who they were sleeping with, whether the, the dude was running their mouth about the woman that let him get some, or, you know, the guy he was running his mouth to his boys, or, you know... The dude that was out here sleeping with different chicks, you know what I'm saying? They was just talking about, oh my God, his glizzy was amazing, right? But either way, the labels come from someone 
running their mouth too goddamn much. Anyway, I digress. Um, now, uh, a woman in her 40s, you know, although, you know, her sex drive decreases, right? By the time she's 40, she should definitely be more in tune with her desires and what she wants. She knows what she wants. She's going to articulate what she wants. She is, should be confident in her skin and her body. And she is, is ready, right? The sex drive um, increases. She might be ready to explore some different things. She might be ready to go to a swingers club. She might be ready to have, you know, a threesome or two just because at this point in her life, she's figured out what she wants. She already knows whether she is able to penetrate through uh, vaginal penetration or whether, I mean, whether she's ready to orgasm through vaginal penetration or whether she's going to orgasm through clitoral stimulation or both, right? She already knows whether she is able to have multiple orgasms or she's a one and done. She already knows if she squirts or not. Um, uh, women in their 40s become more aggressive and men are intimidated by that. Um, the men that are intimidated by that, those are what you call, um, what's the word? Uh, bitch ass niggas. Oh uh, yeah, that's it. Um, listen, a man who is truly up for this challenge loves that shit. If he's truly up for the challenge, if he's ready to, you know, uh, he's like, uh, what's what's the dude, dude the, the, the crocodile hunter? He's like, yeah, I'm ready to tame this wild gazelle. Yeah. Ready to tame her. Look at her over there. Well, how big old badunk a dunk. Like, he's, he's ready. He's ready to tame her. He's up for the challenge. Trust me. Um, you know, um, you're right. Women in their 40s are definitely more sexually confident. They are more secure with themselves. They are more secure with their bodies. They are ready to articulate what they want. They know what they want. They're not playing no games. Um, you know, if, like I said earlier, if they have children and their children are older, they don't have to, to worry about children stopping them from doing what they want to do because if their children are older, they just get up and go. They're like, I I'm going. I see you when I see you. Um, better, They definitely should be uh, better communicators and ready to articulate um, what they want. And um, hopefully if they done popped out a kid or two, uh, they done got them tubes tied and listen, you could just take your time and you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, shoot it up. You know what I'm saying? You know, tools tied, you know. Um, or, you know, throw babies, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever you feel like doing. But she with it, you know what I'm saying? A woman in her 40s, um, definitely uh, probably ready for the anal play. A young girl. Nah, she, she she might not be with it. You know what I'm saying? Woman of forty, she probably she she with. If you into that, you know she she definitely gonna let you. You know what I'm saying? But she she gonna tell you to lube up first. But she she gonna let you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So, I mean, those are definitely, uh, you know, like I said, women in their 40s, women in their 20s, you know, there's definitely some similarities, but there are some differences um, because through growth and maturity and experience, you develop what your sexual palette is going to be. And that is a beautiful thing. Now, as I stated earlier, um, I believe that, you know, in some ways, uh, God engineered men and women to work against each other, right? Because as a woman's uh, sexual libido increases when she hits 40 and some, there's some women who just walk around in their 40s in a constant state of horniness, um, a man's sex drive will tend to decrease in his 40s, um, especially if he is not taking care of his health. Um, you know, like the libido is just going to naturally decrease. But if he's not taking care of himself, if he is stressed, um, work is stressing him out, his money ain't right, those are definitely going to uh, add to him just not being ready. Um, if he is overweight, he got hypertension, he got diabetes. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a whole laundry list of things that can happen to a man that can affect his sex drive in his 40s. Listen, it could just simply be that, you know, He's suffering from uh, erectile dysfunction. But fellas, you know, if you're trying to keep up with these ladies in your 40s, uh, make sure you take care of yourself because they're going to give you a run for your money. You know what I'm saying? Um, but for the fellas that are, you know, uh, living long and strong, listen, by the time a dude is 40, right, he should he should have perfected his stroke. You know what I'm saying? That goes for 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 men and women. Listen, if a woman in her forties don't know how to suck dick by now, um just forget about a relationship. Just you got bigger issues to worry about. You know what I'm saying? If you have not learned how to properly uh Fellatiate, is that a word? Fellatiate? A penis. If you have not learned how to properly suck on a penis, if you haven't learned that you have to cuff the balls, if you haven't learned that, you know, um, spitters are quitters, if you haven't learned these things, ladies, at the, by the time you hit your 40s, um, I'm going to tell you, you got bigger issues, but I feel the same way for fellas, right? Fellas, if you're not eating pussy 40, you're not eating ass, because listen, that's all right there. When we was younger, it was like, oh, I don't do that. Listen, if you in your 40s and you still playing that game, oh, I don't do You should be happy a woman even still wants to give you some pussy if you talking that type of dumb shit, nigga. Um... If you haven't perfected your stroke, you should have, you know, your long stroke game right. You should have your fast stroke game right. You should have, you know what I'm saying, your, your deep stroke game right. There's different types of strokes. 
fast, long, and deep. You know what I'm saying? Those are the, the three most important strokes that you need to have, you know what I'm saying, as a seasoned veteran uh, penis slinger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you can't just be running in there talking about you just going bang, bang, bang. So that, that's for the young, that's for the young Thundercats. Honestly, I promote dating slightly younger men because they can't keep keep up. Listen, now, if you think, you know, a slightly young, and I don't want you to put your business out there, Celeste, right? Um, but uh, I don't know what slightly younger for you is because I don't want to put your age out there. Um, Delegas said, oral communication skills and stroke techniques are key. Listen, I, I agree. Listen, like, if you don't got, you know, your fast stroke together, your long stroke together, and your deep stroke together, by the time you hit the age of 40, you are no good. You got it. Those are the three most important strokes, fast, long, and deep. I'm saying they all, you know, you, you could get them, all of those strokes in, in different positions. You know what I'm saying? It's not one position for each stroke. You could get all of those strokes in in several different positions, but that are the main things that you need to have together, right? Um, oh, she put her bit. Oh, you almost 50. So so since you're almost 50, what is slightly younger for you, uh, Celeste? Now, um, I'm going to say, you know... Uh, you got to get your fast stroke, your long stroke, your deep stroke. Uh, ladies, at the age of 40, if you're scared of being being choked up a little bit, maybe you just want boring sex. Listen, over here, the motto of Uptown After Dark is life is too short for boring sex. That means that, you know, the women that watch this show want to be choked a little bit. The women that watch this show want to be spanked a little bit. The women that watch this show don't have a problem with toys and handcuffs. 37 to 40, that's not too bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not too bad. You know what I'm saying? That's a, you know, that's a nice, uh, nice range. Um, yeah, you 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 keep doing your thing, Celeste. That's 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 all right. You know. That one of them 37 to 40 year old young men is gonna find himself some nice vintage coochie. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if he got his his long stroke together, his deep stroke together, and his slow stroke together, you know what I'm saying? And he got the right music playing in the background, and he got some uh the the the, the lighting's right, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah, so you got to be able to handle that Latrell Sprewell. You know what I'm saying? You know, that that's that's choking if y'all don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, listen, it's, 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 it's going to be all right. Um, I think a, a man in his 40s should definitely be more in tune with uh, the needs of his woman. He should be paying attention when he's going down on her. He should be paying attention to when he's stroking her and just be able to pay attention to the cues that her, her body is giving him to let him know 
where he needs to adjust and pivot. And that, that's a two-way street for the women as well, right? When you're with your dude, when you are, are a certain age, you should be paying attention to the moans, the sounds, the little body twitches, and realize what you need to continue doing, what you need to apply a little bit more pressure. You know, it, it's, it's all about paying attention. You should definitely have obtained the knowledge of perception and being able to anticipate your mate's needs by by observe through observation um unfortunately dudes 40 you know what i'm saying uh we still out here we we can still make babies um i would recommend um for the fellas that don't want to have babies uh vasectomy or uh take the pill even though women always uh suggesting uh vasectomies, right? You know what I'm saying? But the last time I checked, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't want um a doctor to take a scalpel to your vagina lips. So why y'all want to do a doctor to take a scalpel to my balls? Somehow I just, you know. Anyway, I digress. What up, Tay? I see you. Harlem in the building. Um, You know, uh, Now, for the, for the dudes that are out there that's having these erectile dysfunction problems, right? Um, and you're in your 40s, and maybe, you know, you got yourself a little young tenderoni, or maybe you got yourself a veteran. You know, maybe you got yourself some, some veteran coochie, right? There is some things that you can do to help yourself if you are suffering from erectile dysfunction. Now, first, I must say that you should probably attempt to lead a healthier lifestyle. That means you need to get your ass in the gym. You need to eat right. You need to eat some sea moss. You know what I'm saying? Drink some sea moss. Uh, it's easier for the man to get snipped and it's less expensive. Um, I hear you, but... um. I don't know if I have the uh, documented stats on that. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my laptop. You know what I'm saying? I have my. You know, I, I don't. I don't know if I have the stats on that. I don't know if I could co-sign your your argument, uh, Miss Delegate. If I don't know, um, I think that you know a scalpel to my testicle sounds like it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Um, they do have birth control pills for men. You know what I'm saying? Listen, th there will be a day that will come, that a man will be able to look a woman right in the eyes and tell her, I don't know what the fuck you talk about. I'm on a pill. Who baby that is? I'm on a motherfucking pill. That day is coming soon. A reckoning. Have you made was coming. A reckoning is coming. Men will be able to look a woman in the eyes and say, I'm on a pill. So you find your own abortion money. Reckoning is coming. Men got pills. Soon they're going to have patches and all that. It's, it's coming. A reckoning is coming. Don't let them take Roe v. Wade away and thinking that, you know what I'm saying? It's over for us. A reckoning is coming. Now, for the fellas that are experiencing erectile dysfunction, like I said, I think first you should attempt to lead a healthier lifestyle 
Not in my dreams. Listen, they already have a birth control pill for men, Celeste. Pay attention. Run your Googles. Please, ladies in the comments, please let them... There is a birth control pill for men. Um, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, lower the sex drive. You know, certain medications do out. That's why I said for the men that are suffering from erectile dysfunction, I think the first thing that I would recommend is leading a healthier lifestyle. Maybe you need to get yourself a little Planet Fitness membership. It's like $20, $25 a month, you know? Uh, it, you know, it, it, it'll help you out. You go to the gym, you, you work out, you, you, you lose weight, your stamina will increase and your libido, you know, eat it, live a healthier lifestyle, eat better, work out, um, take care of yourself, right? That's the first thing I'm gonna recommend. But if that doesn't work, uh, there are some, um, herbal Remedies. Listen, I mean, you know, sometimes if you are a Caribbean person, maybe you know, you 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 get you some Guinness and some ginger beer, and you know what I'm saying, you know, or you know they got the this honey stuff that you know you could put right on your breakfast and get your Chick Fil A breakfast, and you could put the honey right all over it. You know what I'm saying, and the honey. You know what I'm saying, or you have this thing called Cameron's Pink Horsepower. Now, I'm from Harlem, but because I'm from Harlem, Cameron did not cut me a check. However, because I am from Harlem, I am going to endorse this, right? Cameron's pink horsepower, right? Now, listen, if you want the man to get his horsepower back, and listen, fellas, you should not be ashamed. If you feel like you need, even for a fella with a strong uh, mojo, if, if your power is strong, if the force is strong within you, young Jedi, you can always get stronger. This is not just for the men with, you know, erectile dysfunction. Listen, I mean, ASAP Rocky is definitely, you can search online, it was documented using this. And then next thing you know, bing bong, Riri is pregnant. And no longer on the market for me to date. You know what I'm saying? Thanks to Pink Horsepower. That's what I'm saying. There's things you could use, fellas. Um, you don't got to be embarrassed. Like I said, even if you are already a, str a strong fella, it can make you stronger. You know what I'm saying? It could take you to the H&L. That's a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? You could go to a whole nother level. I, listen, I'm not causing men to go to the hospital. And what I will say, this comes with instructions. So let's see what the instructions say, right? Disclaimer. Um, it says, drink at your own risk. 18 and over. Keep out of reach of children. Shake well and consume entire contents. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 18 and over. Keep out of reach of children. Don't let this get next to the Capri Sun. Don't let this get next to the Juicy Juice. Your child go to school in their gym sweats 
like this all day. Just poking out the goddamn they little sweatpants in gym class all goddamn day long. Don't let this get next to the juicy juice. You know what I'm saying? I know it's pink. Don't let them think, ooh, pink lemonade. And, and then your, your child walk around, you know what I'm saying? Poke, humping on this teacher all goddamn long. Humping on this teacher leg. Especially, you know, you know, listen, the kid has always got that, that one teacher that's kind of extra thick and you like, I don't really want my husband coming up here seeing this teacher anyway. And then now, you know, he done found your, your husband's pink horsepower and now he got to go up there and explain to the teacher why the little boy was humping all over the goddamn leg. Keep out of reach of children. We don't want these children trying to hunch on the teacher. All right? Shake it well. And then let it do what it do. I'm just saying. Now, anybody who's seen this show knows that I've used this as a prop before. I haven't tried it yet, but when I try it out, I will come back to you with a detailed report. Or if I recommend it to one of my brothers, for any of the fellas that's out here watching, listen, if you want to get you the pink horsepower, you want to get you the honey, you want to get you some Viagra, some Cialis, whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, do what you got to do. I just want everybody to not be out here having boring sex. That's all I want. I want everybody to be able to have, you know, fun enjoyable, consensual, that part too, fun, enjoyable, consensual, unless she tells you she has a rape fantasy, but we'll talk about it at another time. We're going to do a, a episode on alternative lifestyles. That's a whole, we're going to get there. But fun, enjoyable, consensual, non-boring sex. That's what we want. For everybody here. Remember, life is too short for boring sex. You know what I'm saying? If you want to purchase the merchandise, you could do it on uptownafterdark.com. Also, if you have uh, some advice that you would like, you know, me to try to give you, um, I will read it on the air. You could also leave uh, a message for me on uptownafterdark.com or you could follow me on Instagram at uh, uptownafterdark. Uh, you can watch all of the episodes. You can stream them on YouTube at Uptime After Dark, or you can listen to them on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, so uh, that concludes tonight's conversation about uh, sex in your 20s versus sex in your 40s. There's definitely some differences. Hopefully, you have been able to identify the differences based upon where you are at in your life. Um, cause that's what it's really about. Just trying to figure out where you are in your life and being honest and open and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and having these uncomfortable, potentially uncomfortable conversations and being able to grow and have better experiences through these conversations. That is the goal. This is what we are trying to do here. Um, as always, uh, for people who are already part of the After Dark crew, people who are already subscribed and following us everywhere, we appreciate your support. For those of you 
who are first timers. We appreciate your support. And for everybody, please share this with other people so that way we can get their support. Now, we are going to go into tonight's Axe Uptown. Uh, dear Uptown, my husband cheated on me a few years ago. And since we have been able to reconcile, fast forward to now, the woman he cheated on me with, her father has passed away and my husband told me that he would like to attend to the funeral to pay his respects. Um, I asked him how did he find out. He stated that a mutual friend of theirs told him. Um, am I wrong for being upset that he wants to go? I'm not sure if I believe that the mutual friend that he stated told him really told him due to the fact that he was not supposed to be speaking to this woman any longer. Um, so um, let's dissect this, shall we? Uh, so he cheated a few years ago. They were able to get past it. Um, first, I want to applaud a couple who is able to get past infidelity because it is not an easy thing to do. And um, when you take vows, you know, part of the vows say, you know, for better or worse, rich or poor. Sometimes the better or the worse is infidelity, unfortunately. Um, so um, kudos for them to getting to a place that they were able to reconcile whether they did it on their own or went to therapy. I don't know. The email doesn't tell me that. But let's applaud the couple who was able to reconcile because I'm sure there's some people that are watching right now that would be like, fuck that, I ain't gonna do that shit, right? So um, if they got to a place where they decided to prioritize their marriage and put their marriage first, I think, at least I believe that that should be applauded. Um, fast forward to now, the woman that he cheated with, her father passed away and he wants to attend to pay his respects. Um, I think that um, although it, I can understand how that could be a little bit challenging for her because, you know, it's like not only did he cheat, but he cheated in such a way where he developed a relationship with her family. She wasn't just a piece of vagina to him. He was, even if mildly, invested in her to where he developed a rapport with her father, right? That's what I'm sensing here, right? Um, and he wants to go pay his respects. Um, I think when you get close to people, and even if there has been some time that passed, when you hear that they pass, it is natural to want to pay your respects. Um, that's further go back to this email. Um, he stated that a mutual friend told him. Um, it's possible. I mean, people do keep it. If, if he was dealing with her long enough to where he was able to develop a rapport with her father, it is plausible to think that they could possibly have some mutual friends. Um, Am I wrong for being upset that he wants to go? Um, 
I don't think that you're wrong for being upset that he wants to go, but she should recognize that his wanting to go doesn't have anything to do with her. It could just be due to the fact that he developed a rapport with his father and he held him in such a regard to what he feels like this man is worthy of paying respects to. Um, now, I do think that um, we should acknowledge that uh, we got to give some props to this guy who cheated, was able to reconcile with his wife and because he was able to reconcile with his wife, he decided to put his relationship first and whether a conversation about them reconciling had to do with them being more honest and forthcoming and transparent with, with each other, clearly he's making an attempt to be transparent and forthcoming with her and we should acknowledge that this man is doing that because he could have easily just found out, told her some bullshit and went anyway. Right? Um, so we should definitely acknowledge the fact that there is an attempt to try to do things properly. Now, here's where it gets a little bit funny, right? Um, she said that she's not sure if she believes that a mutual friend told him since this woman and him are supposed to be done with, right? So that tells me that she feels like there's a possibility that he is still in communication with this woman and maybe there wasn't a mutual connection that shared the uh, information about her father's passing, but that it came directly from the source. Um, so to address her, I don't think that she should be upset that he wants to go. I think she should respect the fact that he told her um, and have a conversation with him about what his intentions are in regards to how he's going to do this. Now, if I was this brother, um, this is what I would do. I think that going on the theory, because I'm going to give this man the benefit of the doubt and say that there was actually a mutual friend that shared the information of, of her father's passing. I think you also need to rely on that mutual friend to relay the information that you send your best wishes and your condolences, my brother, and put your wife and your relationship first and not go to this goddamn funeral. It is If you are really trying to reconcile with your wife and you want peace, um, because peace is important, right? People always say, you know, things like... Uh, happy wife, happy life. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. People who say that annoy the fuck out of me. I believe in happy spouse, happy house. So if you want your spouse happy, my brother, you need not to go. Um, I don't know if this is something that is currently active or going on or something from her past. I don't know. The email doesn't say. I'm just going to tell you that you should rely on that mutual friend to communicate that you are sorry for her, your loss and you send your best wishes. Um, but 
you cannot attend because right now you are prioritizing your family and that's just what it is. And because hopefully this woman knows that she was the other woman, she should just be understand that you being the other woman, you should not expect this man to show up with uh, taking on primary responsibilities when you were the side person. Th that is a primary guy responsibility to show up to a funeral. Not a side dude or a nigga that you were a side to. That is not his responsibility to show up in to funerals or any other family appearances. It's bad enough this motherfucker already met your father. He was doing too fucking much. If the nigga met your father, he was doing too much. If if you if he was cheating on his wife and all he was supposed to do was be fucking this chick, he shouldn't have met the woman's father in the first goddamn place. Honestly. He was doing a little bit too much. So, playboy, relax yourself. Slow the fuck down. Tell the mutual friend you send your best condolences. Leave it at that in the story. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, once you express to your wife that this is your course of action. She going to show you some grace. She going to appreciate the fact that you did the right thing and it's not going to be an issue no more. And um, clearly, uh, Celeste agrees with me. She, she just said that in, in the comments that, you know, it's one thing to cheat, but to have a relationship with, you know, the other person's family. I mean, sometimes people allow themselves to get uh, too comfortable and too familiar um, and based on the level of turbulence that he may have been going through while he was cheating, um, there might've been a brief point in time where he felt like this woman might have been a replacement. And because of that, he allows himself to get what we call a little too familiar. He got himself a little too familiar. But um, I think that, you know, lines were crossed. He's attempted to reconcile and clean it up. His wife is on board with the reconciliation and them trying to work things out. So when doing so, sacrifices have to be made. That should be an easy sacrifice. That should be a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he even... It, it should be a no-brainer. I mean, one would could say that if the nigga had any goddamn common sense, he shouldn't even be asking his wife this shit. But sometimes, as men, we are a little slow. Um, And I, I don't think that a woman should allow the fact that her man or her husband had a moment where his judgment lapsed and he was a little slower. He asked the question that if he really put some hard thought into it, realized that he shouldn't be asking in the first goddamn place. Um, oh, I mean, I think that sometimes, you know, men, we a little slow. We do things that we shouldn't do because, like I said, one could argue that if he had a shred of goddamn goddamn common sense, he would just. Why would you even tell your wife this shit, nigga? Like you, you don't. 
Nigga, you should motherfucking take a cap, my boy. Nigga, go see the Wiz so you can get a brain. Go see the goddamn Wiz so you can get a motherfucking brain. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you can't win. Shit. Dumb motherfuckers making it bad for out here for us guys, man. This is why I'm here. To to help you people. Um listen, he attempt he even though he's a little slow, he attempted to do the right thing. Try to show him some grace. Focus on your reconciliation. And I wish you guys the best. Um this has been another episode of Uptown After Dark. Once again, um, please uh like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, definitely the share part for people who are already part of the After Dark crew. You know what I'm saying? Please continue to support. Um, go on Uptown After Dark if you want to catch up on previous episodes of Uptown After Dark. Please log on to Uptown After Dark if you have anything that you want me to discuss on an Ask Uptown segment. Um, please go to Uptown After Dark if you would like to purchase any of our lovely merchandises more than just this shirt. Um, we got other stuff on there. We got other stuff to come in the future. Um, hope you guys have a good night. Remember, life is too short for boring sex. Um, and life is too short for a uh, boring life. Either, you know what I'm saying, you could uh, live or you're going to be living. But figure it out. Love y'all. Peace.